All right. Well, I'm the only one actually not prepared for this. I don't have a mic. I didn't bring my mic with me because I didn't know we were going to be recording. Oh, man. So, you done dropped the ball here. Really? Yeah. The, I mean, I'm in my OG space here where the podcast was like born for a long time. Like, man, it's been a while since I've actually recorded in here. That's where the magic happens. Well, that's where it did happen. There's, that's what they would say on MTV. There's, 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 there's an empty room now. <laughs> Yo, is that just like a hole in the wall? What is that thing behind you? Uh, that? <laughs> this? No, what? No, like right behind you. No. What? Oh, that's a window. Let's that's turn. a window. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just have a dark out shade. Got you. My sister's. My sister's. Uh. My niece actually stays whenever my I mom. Had like Nar- I thought you had a Narnia closet or something hidden. Yeah, I, I, that's where, that's where I go to actually be a bodybuilder to look like one. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you don't put this on YouTube and everyone gets to see the spill I just got all over my shirt. <laughs> well, good thing is I, I didn't even see that, so that's good. Totally making the cut. Uh, <laughs> no, so yeah, so I'm back. I just got home from literally just got home. You guys, I stepped in the door and you guys are like. 5.30? And I was like, all right. I was like, cool. I guess, I guess we're just going for this. So I was like, hey, parents. I was like, I'll be back in like a few hours once I'm done doing this. Um, so so I stepped in the door after a three hour car, a three and a half hour car ride. And um, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing. Boom, boom, boom. I like it. Yeah. No, I was just in, I was just in Connecticut visiting uh, another one of our umbrella people, uh, Thomas Monk uh, with Tominek Trained. Uh, we got some, got some cool content. Got to hang out with him and his and his family uh, there. Kind of got a, a little weekend getaway that I did. Uh, we got to train. I got to step on an OG Cybex hack squat, which was nice. fucking mint. Yeah, they're insane. Absolutely insane. Very heavy, hey? Besides, yeah, besides the fact that my foot's fucked up when I did that, uh, other than that, it was a great experience. So... <laughs> So my legs, my legs are shot after yesterday's. They have all Cybex equipment. So they have the Cybex leg extension, the Cybex hamstring curl, like the the leg press, like the squat press. And it it was leg day was a beauty there. And so that was awesome. And then we did chest and shoulders the day prior. So we got some cool, got some cool picks. I posted a few of them. Can't show all the can't show all the details, you know. Uh, but my fat loss is kind of stalled. So we're almost nearing the end of my fat loss phase here. So things things might be getting turned up a little. The heat might be getting turned up a little bit uh, coming soon. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Just depends. But my heart rate keeps going like this. So I'm hoping my body weight will just decide to go like this at some point. Um, Going to take a few Epsom salt baths, you know, make some changes. And then we'll, we'll go from there. But, you know, can't complain. Get to, get to go hang out with family this week. I'm staying with my parents until Saturday, so nice. get to kind of enjoy the time with them and, you know, not going to be in the gym too much with the foot issue now, so <laughs> I'll have a few more rest days this week to actually be able to enjoy some things. Cool. Nice. Right on. Fun week for weeks. you. It's been a few weeks for you guys, so let's get caught up. Yeah, go ahead, Dill. Uh, yeah, a couple weeks. It's been a couple different trips in that time. Uh, went to Vancouver um went to i don't even know where i went honestly it's like so confused i'm like man i've been like so many places i'm trying to get this straight where have we been i was in edmonton for sure at one point yeah <laughs> been uh it's been an interesting couple of weeks you know it feels like a whirlwind because you just get home and with all the client work brayden and i had to talk about this you know when we were at the, the last show it's like i lo- i texted him on the way home and i was like hey how's your whatsapp and he messaged me back I'm so stressed. And I said, I am anxiety. And then he texts me back. We are anxiety. And that was the end of our conversation. I didn't, I didn't hear from the man from till yesterday. <laughs> we were just like locked ourselves in the room to do this damn work. So you kind of do this work. And then when it's time to travel again, that's what happened to me for the last three weeks. So it just feels like a blur, but we had a really good showing as a, as a team, you know, at, uh, in Alberta show it was really, really good. Vancouver, my training client, um, uh, didn't quite, you know, uh, didn't quite get it, you know, as a second. So that was a little bit, 
a little bit tougher, but honestly, the girl that won, uh, she was very good. She was very good. And she even placed in the pro show after third. So she competed as a pro the next day. Yeah. And she was conditioned, you know, like I actually took a picture of them hugging because uh, Brandy knows her quite well. So I just snapped a picture of them hugging uh, on stage. And that's the picture where you could actually see the most, just for whatever reason, the way they were turned, it was like, holy man, her hamstrings are trenched. And like Brandy's were like barely, you know, they were, they're in, but not near as conditions. It's like, oh, they just rewarded that conditioning. What else can you do? She showed very well. And then it's just been uh, a couple of weeks of hard work and, and having fun and learning from Braden. It's been, it's been cool experience. Um, I do want to share something because I know a lot of other coaches listen to this. I'm going to shorten it up because we already talked about it at the beginning of this, but basically um, at the show in Vancouver or Abbotsford, I guess I keep saying Vancouver, but pretty much the same thing. Um, yeah. Van Pro show. Um, I had a really good high caliber pro athlete um, come up to me and ask if I'd be interested in coaching them for their pro debut. And, you know, the long story short is I thought about that good and hard before I answered. And I wanted to say yes with everything in my being It's so hard to say, you know, you know what, I think if you were to go with Braden, you know, he cares as much as I do. Very good coach. I know he would let me in on some of the, the, the fun of being able to learn. Um, and, you know, I'll still be there to, to support in any way that I can, you know, but I think that he has the experience and, you know, sometimes it's okay to, you know, sacrifice something in the now to gain in the future. Cause I really believe that would have been a tactical error in my career to potentially take someone on. And Braden and I talked about this where you don't deliver what you say you can deliver and you only get so many strikes, not every, the world's not perfect. So it's not, you make a mistake and you're done, but you want to minimize the amount of mistakes that you make. And when I was younger, I rushed enough. So I feel like now I have to be very stoic in my approach to make up for that. And it's not my nature. I want to run, you know, like just throttle all the time as fast as it can go, but with everything, but I think it's good to be able to control yourself enough to know that you're making the right decision for the, for the future. So, you know, I think there's a lot of that and with social media makes it easy, right? It's like today I talked about protocoling and sometimes people just want to throw blanket protocols at someone so that they can call themselves like a functional health coach or something like this. You know, I know everyone wants to be on teams and stuff, and it's awesome to have a place to fit in, but it'll feel better if it's not through deceit. Mm-hmm. Just 100%. Yeah. <clears throat> and we already talked about this too, but like, I personally, when you came up to me and had that conversation with me, you already know my level of respect for you is, is huge. But like, a decision like that, you, you gained more respect. Somehow you gained more respect out of a guy that already respects the shit out of you. Appreciate Right. Cause that's a, that's a super, super hard thing to do, man. You get a, you get a big opportunity and it's like, it's like, that's what I want. Like, that's what I came here for. <laughs> and it's like one of those things that you say to yourself, like my opportunity will be there still. It's yeah. not like there's going to be another opportunity. Maybe this just isn't the one. That's and like you said, I mean, whatever happens there, you know, you'll be a part of the process the whole time anyways. Exactly. So yeah. Um, yeah. So my weeks didn't look, uh, <clears throat> my weeks didn't look, too much different they looked very very similar and they were pretty good um honestly going to vancouver going back two weeks now was we were there wednesday through sunday for the pro show had five athletes doing the show uh we had three amateurs and and two pros um and it was honestly a, an extremely extremely fulfilling week for me i just love those trips yeah i love those out of town and like i had mentioned this to tyler i love those out of town shows when you have those high caliber athletes competing at out of town shows. There's, there's a lot of bonding that takes place. You're spending a lot of time with each other. Everybody's out of their element. Everybody needs the support. And it's just cool. There's a lot of, you know what I mean? Like we're all back home. We're all doing our own thing. I don't have a ton of time. And it's like at, at this moment in time, this is what we're focusing on. And we're all focusing on this at the same time. And this is what matters. And we're all in the same place. Um, we had five of us had a condo in the same place. Unfortunately, Dill wasn't in the same condo building. It would have been dope if he was. He he booked his trip a little bit after us, and there was no more condos there. But we had five condos within one complex, so basically it was like, I'm up at 4:45. I have a text. Can I come? Can you? Can I come up and see you? Absolutely. I'm sitting in my chair, eyes half open, put the ring lights on, and start looking at them. And it's just around the clock, meal after meal, looking at everybody, looking at their 
making adjustments to the plan and it was uh it makes for long days but they fly by man i was definitely smoked by the end of it because i mean you sleep for three and a half hours a night for five days in a row and uh come home to like dylan said 120 whatsapp messages to get back to and a lot of emails but it's also cool and i realized something right and and <clears throat> again like i'm i'm not here to ever speak poorly about any other coach but i also realize there's a lot of poor coaches in the industry and i look at some of the experiences and you guys have all gotten this too when you speak with an athlete and they're like yeah my coach just didn't respond to me for weeks or this and that like for me I was at a show with five athletes, two pros and three top level amateurs doing a show. And I had mad anxiety that I was getting a check-in response to these people on a Friday afternoon, two days later when I was responding to them on Sunday or Monday. And it's like, I'm freaking out now on the flip side, how are these other people okay with just ignoring check-ins week after week, like, or sending a thumbs up, you know what I mean? Cause like realistically, any one of us, like we could have not been stressed when we got home. Cause we could have sent a bunch of thumbs up saying, you look great, continue on. But like that's just that's not what we do you know what i mean that's not what a coach does no, so no. yeah i was stressed as shit and me and said, like dylan said we both got home and it's like a lot of i had a lot of inquiries and i had a lot of emails but obviously for me like getting back to those check-ins comes first between going before ever going to inquiries because well my current athletes matter more than bringing anybody on right so getting all that stuff sorted out getting the, the the next, I, I went basically, I got back on Monday and I was in peak week for another show this past weekend. So trying to get caught up at the same time as getting these athletes ready for this weekend was, it was a challenge. Um, it's been a while since I've done back-to-back -back peaks like that and without like kind of any time and it's a travel show. Luckily back to a home show, I wasn't on the road for both. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really, really cool couple of weeks. So we had uh, some really good placings in Vancouver, um, my bikini athlete, Nikki Keani, she won her class and, uh, just got edged out in the overall. She had a per perfect score in, uh, the, the open class. And then in the overall, she got edged out by James from team Atlas's girl. Um, but the usual scenario here, we'll get him soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's funny. Honestly, it was again, there apples to oranges, just a little bit different look both of them incredible and you could have tossed a coin and said which one deserved to be on a pro stage so i was very very happy with her look and we're not done yet we're going to keep swinging that bat this year and we've had the conversation i mean we all know it's not obviously the healthiest thing especially as a as a female to keep pushing that button and keep doing more and more shows but i mean i wasn't i didn't have her gassed on 800 calories she was eating 1500 plus calories going into that show she was doing 300 calories of cardio not a thousand calories of cardio so yeah. I know where we can get her to without doing things too crazy. And like, yeah, there's going to be a long period of fixing her after this year, but I genuinely believe this is the year for her to go pro. She's knocking on that door and uh, we're going to keep swinging the bat. So we'll, uh, you'll see us at North Americans. And uh, if that's not the one, you'll see us at a few more shows, but I think uh, North Americans definitely, it'll be a deeper lineup for sure with a lot more, a lot more talent and a lot more girls and their big, big classes there. But uh, you also just got to win your class to get a pro card. So I think we'll have a, a fighting chance for sure. And I'm really excited for the package we're bringing there. So got her in our reverse. And then we had uh, Luca and Tyler. Um, very, very happy with both of them too. The goal was to improve from TNT. And we massively improved um, big time on both their fronts. Definitely the best package either one of them has ever taken to a stage. Uh, we knew with Tyler that like we weren't going there to win a pro card. We we're going there to see how far we could push his physique and how good we can get his conditioning and show up and, and see what we could do. And you know what? We we ended up getting fourth at TNT and Classic, and we actually ended up getting third at Classic on a national stage. So we're not going to stay in Classic. He's at the top of his limit, basically. We weighed in a few pounds lighter, for sure, but he's, he's going to be an open bodybuilder, and uh, we're going to take a few years to – build him into that class more to solidify it. And he'll be 20 pounds over the classic limit when we do get back on stage. So really excited for that one with him. We had a nice call today <clears throat> planning his uh, off season and uh, getting things rolling in terms of just being on the same page with a lot of it. And I mean, I know Tyler like inside and out, he's a little brother to me and we, we've had a really good relationship over the past few years. So I'm really excited to see where that goes. Um, what else do we, Luca looked phenomenal as well. Same thing. Had to push him hard to get there and uh, 
it was, yeah, like they're the, I think, I think potentially with judging and, and whatnot, there could have been some changes to the overall thing, but I mean, it's bodybuilding, right? I mean, he didn't win, he didn't win. And that's, we went there to win and he didn't win. It's back to the drawing board. So he was third place in the supers there and we're not going back to a, to a national stage until we know we're ready for a, a pro card. So probably come back when he's 250 plus on stage and that'll be, that'll be a winning physique. I'll tell you that much right now. He's still a young guy, lots of room to improve. Going to get him healthy, spend a long time getting him healthy and then go into an actual growth season. Um, Tessa was extremely, extremely happy with her pro debut package. Big thing. Uh, she looked, in my opinion, you look at the bikini class and you look at what it is. Um, she was the definition of it. You could compare her straight across to like an Issa Pacini or something like that. Very, very, um, a lot of flow to the physique, not just, not just big, dense glutes. Um, I feel like, again, there may have been getting her in front of some U.S. judges will be very beneficial, I think. Um, so that's, that's our goal there. And again, I'm not, not bashing any judging. I just, I think the, the luck was there. I know what we need to do. We need to learn a little fuller on, uh, the next stage we touch and there is a there is some plans to hit a stage here soon with her so bring her in a little bit fuller and, and swing it again but i mean as a 22 year old doing your first pro show with 15 plus pro bikini athletes getting fourth place in my opinion that's something to be proud of so we both were very very excited with that excited with the package we've seen um yeah and then maverick we had uh we definitely missed the mark and that was uh it was definitely unorthodox prep uh kind of at the end and, and it's been made public now on social media and stuff we were about four weeks out and I told Maverick he was behind and I was going to have to push him really hard. And that kind of threw him off mentally. <clears throat> and he felt that in order to actually get to where he needed to be, he needed to just finish that final little stretch on his own. So he called his own shots and, and I just kind of checked in with him throughout, seeing how things were going and whatnot. And he was doing his own thing and then um, kind of wrote me back in at the end to try and, and help peak and land it. But things were kind of in a position that, they weren't ideal with the plan that was laid out and, and what we were doing with it. So we definitely, we missed the mark on the peak and I'll always own that. And I told Maverick, I'll own, I'll own this prep, whether you, you did three or four weeks by yourself or whatnot, you prepped with me for the first 16 to 20 weeks before that. And we were behind. So I'll take that one in the chin and I'll own that. And not, not every, when not every time can be perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was a learning lesson and, and Mav and I had a call and we discussed what went wrong. And I think we both know, there was, there was things on both ends that went wrong and things needed to change in, in some areas. So we have uh, aligned some plans to move forward and how we're going to fix it. And we'll be back on stage this year again for a little bit of redemption for his second pro show. And I'm really excited for that one. So lots of good things in the work. He's already looking phenomenally. Checked in with me this morning. Uh, he's about four or five pounds above stage weight, even though he had some, some foods and stuff after the fact and was a little heavier. We, we pulled that off him already and he's right back in the saddle now working. So Good to go there. Yeah. So that was kind of uh Vancouver experience and all that. And then we had this past weekend. I know I'm just going deep and deep into this now, but we had this past weekend, they had uh, four athletes competing at the natural show here, which was a huge show. There was over 200 and 225 entries. I think it was for Holy. just a, nat a natural show. I think 76 bikini athletes or something like that. Um, so a lot. Holy fuck. Yeah, it was a big, big natural show. So we had uh, a couple first-time competitors for me. We had Chris Saunders in Classic Physique and Cole Bellavance, <clears throat> which both ended up looking phenomenal. Very, very excited with uh, how that turned out. Cole is, is a smaller guy in stature. Um, he had actually never planned on competing ever. He just wanted to get in good shape and feel good and that stuff. And halfway through kind of a diet phase, and we were cleaning them up and, and moving food up and down. He saw the team competing and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, dude, I think I want to do this. And I was like, all right, bro, let's hop into a natural show and see what we can do. So we cut him down and he got, uh, his structure is crazy. One of the smallest waists I've ever seen, man. I'm pretty sure we pulled like five inches or, so, or more off his waist during his prep. His waist is just this tiny little thing. So him and I had talked a few times during the prep and he, he actually mentioned it today. I, I have made sure he knew like, we're not winning this on size. He got on stage at 144 pounds, right? So you can't expect to be winning based on size at that, but he has really good structure and he was, he was in good shape. So I was like, well, we got a chance here. Let's see what we can do. And uh, he, he did mention today that it kind of got in his head a little bit about his size because he does feel like a smaller guy. 
but you know what? We got second place with them, a second place and a third place, second place in true novice to my other client, Chris, who won that class. And then third place in the open class, which was the biggest classic class in the show. It was 11 guys in that class. So I was really, really happy with that. And then my other guy, John Carlson was also all three of my classic guys actually ended up in the same class. Um, <laughs> in the open class, we got a first, a third, and then a fifth in that John was his first time back to the stage in nine years. I uh, was very, very happy with him too, especially like he's got some more equipment on the way now, but dude just trains in a basement gym with a full family man. And he's got his kids training beside him when he's working out, he's got a barbell and single cable and stuff like that. Doesn't really train at the gym. So I was really, really happy with the package we brought. We just got to grow. So yeah, it was a really good weekend. Had a bikini girl get second in her class there too. So lots of hard work coming home from there, but I mean, you know me, we got to be better and I want the overalls and stuff like that. So we'll be back. But taking a couple of them to uh, taking a couple of them to natural nationals here in a couple of weeks with Chris, the guy, my gentleman who won true novice, novice and classic B at that show yesterday. Um, we'll go swing the bat at natural nationals with him because he's got a really, really good physique um, first year competing. So lots of potential there. And then we'll, we'll take Carolyn there as well. So excited for that one. A couple more added to that uh, trip there in a few weeks. So that's kind of what my few weeks looked like. Now that I'm done talking for 45 minutes. <laughs> I was going to say, I think it just shows how much we're winning. Yeah, true. I think that's the cool part. Um, I have to make that observation, right? Because it's been, what, I think my first two two weeks, technically, being on the team. Yeah. Um, it's been pretty cool. I mean, like the clientele, uh, like the athletes I'm getting now, it's just I'm getting the athletes that I want. And it's pretty cool because we kind of chatted about a few of mine and they – they have the potential to turn into really good bodybuilders and really yeah. good competitors. So it's going to be a fun time to really help kind of improve people and then go and then take off from there. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that in terms of those things. So it's just been a, been a cool past couple few weeks when you, when you truly think about it um, and everything going on and it just goes to show what we're building here and what we got going on. You know, it's, it's really cool, actually, because as I was listening to that, you know, based on, you know, when I kind of said that when I told the story about, you know, passing up an opportunity now for an opportunity in the future, uh, not all of it, but a piece of the opportunity, let's say, and then Braden talking about, you know, just listening to him talk about how like, ah, I prepped him for 20 weeks, we were behind, it's my fault, no problem. I think people are attracted to that type of thing. And I think that that's something that lacks in the fitness industry, sort of that, to me, that's what like strong masculinity is, you know, that's like owning up to your shit, handling your shit, that's stoicism, that's in every ancient religious and philosophical text that we can date back to cross-culturally, you know, and I think in the fitness industry, it has a bad reputation for using like dominance and power as a method of creating control you know like with client cultures or cl individual clients but it doesn't last you know like you don't ruling with an iron fist doesn't you can have it now but it slips through your hands like quicksand you can't really be a dictator you know and i'm real proud of all three of us actually just because we in our own way we we do example that with our clientele and we lead we lead that so that's pretty cool to see it's, it's nice to see that we've got the right people working in the right directions 100 <clears throat> i agree yeah like on that note with with uh, our team, I fuck man, I'm I'm just really excited for the future has in store because all the chips all the chips are in place. Every single every single person on the team can say it, and I feel fully confident in saying it. All the chips are in place. Now it's just what happens from here. Well, we we make yeah. it happen. We got We got to we got to work. The other yeah. thing, Anthony, is a you know we we had and Braden too brought up a really good point about his client that is going to do a few swings at the cat here because he feels that they feel that this is her year to get that pro card. I think sometimes, cause we're all technically functional health hybrid coaches or have the ability to be, whether that's our primary focus is a different discussion, but we all have the ability to be. But one thing I don't like is we're really starting to take an extreme sport that requires certain sacrifice and trying to make it, what we're trying to do is prevent instead of prolong. Yeah. Right. So like, we're trying to say, okay, we're going to do these preps. And our, if we're aiming at perfect functional health, 
that will not be a winning physique most likely unless you're a genetic anomaly. So I don't want us kind of brainwashing people. And I think this is happening already where people are getting really scared to give anybody any challenge or worry about physiological function down to every little minutia. Human beings are really hard to kill and they're really hard to get to stop reproducing. There's a reason we were able to evolve through millennia of starvations. Our body weight cycles naturally have gone up and down since way before you can even conceptualize. We're okay. You know, like, yes, we have to do smart things and there is stupid ways of doing things, but all that aside, you yeah. can't make a bodybuilding case a functional health case or it won't work. No. Yeah. I agree huge time with that. And, and I mean, all it comes down to from our end and the ethical aspect from us is having those conversations with your friend, right? And like, that's what Nikki and I did. We had a conversation. We said, all right, like, I believe this is your year. I see it in your physique. I see the way you're responding. I see what you've, you've done over the past years. We're right there. Like you were on your first national stage and you were hands down easily the best girl in this case, the second best girl in the judge's eyes oh, yeah. on that day. And it just comes down to the show. What, and that's what the judges told us when we asked for feedback. It comes down to the show you're in and who shows up on that day. Today wasn't your day, but it is your day sometime soon. And they told us that. We had a, a panel of judges from Washington that have IFBB pro shows. And uh, they literally told us, it's, this is it. Like, this is your time. We're confirming that for you. So keep swinging that bat. So that's where we had the conversation. And it's like, like Dylan said, if all you're ever worried about is, is making sure no issues ever come to life, you're not going to have somebody who's winning shows. Couldn't tell you one person that that's winning shows and checking these boxes off that has a perfect bill of health in every single aspect. There's going to be some sort of dysfunction somewhere where we can pride ourselves on as we're the team that can fix that when they do, when they do, when they are prevalent after the fact, we'll win a pro card or we'll win that class or we'll show up in the best shape of our life. And then we'll fix that and we'll make sure that's fixed before we do it again. And that's where a lot of the, the lack of care shows in the industry. When you have those people that are just checking those boxes and winning those shows and then fucking on to the next one, let's win another show. And you go, you go fuck yourself and, and take care of yourself. And I'm not going to help you fix that. Cause I don't know how. Yeah. It's yeah. not my problem. Yeah. I think, do things I think it's, yeah, I think it's pretty funny. You know, I think I'm Dylan's kind of, I think, I think Dylan's really kind of rubbing on me here. Uh, maybe it might be the book that I'm reading that he, that he had, that he recommended that I read. Uh, but I remember even in the first few pages of the book, they talk about, you know, you have to, like the people who evolutionized and they, they survived, right? They endured a risk that came yep. with things to actually survive. And I think that that has a tied to what we do is physique development here. Like you have to endure some of the risks that comes with creating a massive physiological change that's going to occur. Like if you want to become like a bodybuilder, like you have to understand the risk that comes with that. I think that's the one thing that we always try to say. And I think a lot of the good coaches are already preaching that is that there's a risk to this, no matter what you do. And you really have to, before you even make that choice, you have to be willing to decide if you're willing to endure the risk that comes with that or accept change at a slow, very, very slow rate compared to what, cause you can grow, you can, you could change pretty rapidly if you decide to make that choice. And I think we all know what choice I'm kind of talking about there. Um, and I think it's actually not even the choice of just even like PEDs or anything. I think it's the choice of like going all in on this. And there's a lot of risks that comes with that, right? Like you're like, as much as we say, like you have to be good at everything. Like if you want to be the best at it, like you're going to have to go all in. And that's the risk comes at your own health, maybe even down the line. And that's something that I think a lot of people don't come to terms with when they want to do a bodybuilding show is the one thing that I see is a lot of people want to do like one and dones. And I'm like, that's not typically how it works. <laughs> like, I'm like, it's not one and done. Cause if you try to do a one and done, it's just going to fuck you up pretty badly. Like there's no, there's no just one and done. Like it's one, like it's one. And then there's like a process afterwards that comes with that. A lot of people think, Oh, you do the show. Like, Tyler was even talking about it. I would love to get him on there because he chatted about it on his, on his thing. And he talked about, Hey, I endured the risk of three weeks of 1400 calories and 800, 800 calories of cardio. 
and then coming off getting done the show and then you know he has to stick to this reverse diet because being in that risk of where he was in terms of the deficit was pretty brutal and that takes a toll on the body and I think a lot of people don't understand that risk that comes with things and I think we're doing a really good job of trying to educate people over that you know if you want to make a change here and you want to make and you want to be the best you're going to have to risk you're going to have to risk something to actually get that and I think that's just human nature in general it's just you're going to have to risk something right I think we've all risked social social events we've all risked like going out going out drinking like we all risked like these moments that we probably could have had in terms of chasing after something that we wanted to make a huge impact with and obviously we've changed for the better because of that and obviously that comes out to our discipline and things like that too yeah i agree with that with anthony it's like and risk can be defined however you would like it it can be taking something away or 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 adding something negative let's say so it's like you know everything has a choice right like Braden said you know if they feel like it's the time to go sometimes in life you have to go all in like for instance I'll be fully transparent the last year two realistically my sleep has been a depriority because I just told myself guess what your ancestors done a lot of crazy shit to get here I have somewhere to go I'm not getting any younger. I'm going to go flat out for two and three years and see what I can do. And as I got about a year into that, I didn't have to worry about sleep as much because I it had I had already created such deep meaning that it was easy to propel forward, even in times of low energy, because it was so much greater than myself. I had created the movement to got that led me to right here having this conversation with now my peers, you know, and that didn't exist one year ago. So like it would not have. If I didn't, I risked a lot of things. You know, I, I made a talk about this in my group chat where that uh, physique photo that I shared like from a year before I started with Braden and then now a year working with almost a year, 11 months working with Braden and that change. And I said, you know, it's it's not much, but it's honest work. And people will tell you that like, you can be really balanced and stuff. I'll, I'll tell you, this was the balance my last two years. Work, psychological health, relationship, friendships and social circle, networking, business, that's it, repeat, on repeat, all day, every day, never turns off, you know, like, and there's some not saying it's just all never fun, I go on work trips, and I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have put myself in some situations where not everything is exactly the same, like working in a factory, however, still, there wasn't much like other things, I missed a lot of things, but I don't view it as missing, I just Yep. view it as collecting interest for the future of things that are a little bit more important to me and as I get older it's really easy to focus on things that are important to me because when I was young I, I did enough not doing that that I, yeah. I it's easy for me to do now I'm the same way man and it's I mean we've talked about this amongst us a million times we're cut from the same cloth but it's like balance balance isn't really fun for me balance isn't what I crave I crave certain things and those things align with my goals and if that means I have to sacrifice in one area, I'll do that. And people don't get it. I, st- I still have obviously close friends who, who are successful in their own ways, but they have way more time because they, they do X, Y, and Z for work or whatnot. And they don't understand when I say, no, I can't fly. I can't fly to Kelowna for the next four days and just have a, a boys trip or, or take, some lady, take the ladies on a trip because, well, I have check-ins Thursday, Friday, and I have athletes who have paid for me to show up for them on those days. So yeah, I could come, but I'm going to be on my laptop for 12 hours, both those days. So what's the point of me really even coming? Right. And like, people don't realize that. And like, like I said, my fun and, and travel and stuff, that is, that's, that's fun for me as much as it's stressful and it's work and it's, and it's, we have a job to do. It's also fun because I genuinely love what I do. And, and I think we all love what we do. And there will be times like I'm going on my honeymoon and, and a month in, a bit, in just over a month and like for me that's a time where yeah I'm not going to sacrifice that and we I've talked with one of my pro athletes that wanted to do a show kind of smack dab in the middle of that and, and for me that's a no because I haven't had any of that time in five years really with my now wife we haven't even done our honeymoon <laughs> and that's a sacrifice I'm making for that because when I come home from that honeymoon 
I've now had that two weeks and now it's back to back to okay. When you're when are your pro shows we're gonna be next year and the year after? Because I'll be there, we'll be there, we'll be going to those shows. So let's pick shows kind of around this because this is this is my time and outside of that. So yeah, it's it's one of those things that we just have to, I don't know, like you guys said, you just gotta go all in if you really want something, right? And I we're nowhere near what I want to be. So there's a lot more all there's a lot more all in fucking needed to get there. So <laughs> I guess I'm about to take, I mean, even though I mean I've given two years, right? To really I mean, me and Dylan have kind of been in the same boat, right? We've kind of gone all in like on our physique development too in the last few years. And, you know, obviously I have a little less things on my plate that Dylan does. So I think that that also kind of helps with those, with going in all in on my physique development there. But I know I'm about to make the ultimate all in here coming up, right? And it's, and it's kind of all cultivating in the trajectory, like, like, like Dylan said, it kind of led us to here, but I'm like everything I'm about to do and like the moves I made. And like, I actually got this question. Someone, someone asked me, um, why make the move? Like someone actually, like, I think it was the day after I announced my, my move with, to join Miller elite. And someone was like, what happened to being on your own? I thought you were going to do that and grow your own thing. And I was like, yeah, well, there's a trajectory I want to go. And this, this skyrockets that trajectory even further. I'm like, when you have when you have something and you're able to do it and i think this is one thing too that we that people often don't account for is when you're able to do it with friends too and i think that's the one thing that bodybuilding really does is when especially on instagram now is we're able to get all close and things like that because there's there are these teams and i always say this it's like it's not just you that's in it right there's a village of people around you mm -hmm. that does it and if i'm able to be successful and lead a trajectory of where i want to go I know the people around me are going to have just as much fun growing with me and yeah. not being more so kind of envious or something like that. So it's like choosing the right people to be around. And that's really what it is and what it comes down to. And yeah. I think people's definition of fun is different, right? Obviously ours is, ours is bodybuilding and the discipline and the coaching and everything that comes with really changing someone's life with coaching. And that's really what brings us fun and happiness right compared to someone it might be like like brain was talking about like guys golfing or something like like it might be like that might be their thing that gives them that sense of happiness and so it's like i think your your chance of growth even though it might be what we consider risk we're more likely to endure it because it's what actually brings us happiness so i think that that's the one thing that a lot of people don't do here in the fitness industry the one thing i gotta say is the one thing that I've just patterned is a lot of people really don't do it because they love it in here, right? Because the fitness industry can make so much money and you can make so much money within it. And then people go and do stupid things. And this is where we see people's health actually endure the risk, but you're enduring the risk of, you know, you're trying to make a buck. <laughs> so, so I think it's up. I think I'm just noticing a lot of different patterns now in terms of who's growing, where, and why they're actually, why people are actually growing at a much more, linear rate than other people and i think it's due to who they're around mm -hmm. how much they're willing to go all in and then going from there yeah yeah i think that that's probably why um you know like what you guys said about you know kind of wagering all these risks and understanding them and then understanding yourself because if you've done everything through deceitful methods and you're not honest with yourself you can't bargain with the future Right. So like when I joined team Miller and I already had a pretty, what most would maybe call like a successful roster, I was wagering who I was then against who I thought I could become and the now and where I wanted to go. Right. So like, if you can't do that because your systems are all distorted, you won't be able to trust yourself and you won't be able to take proper risk. And I think that's why some coaches have trouble moving forward is because they're trying, they've rushed it too fast. Yeah. And now they're kind of standing at this cliff that they have no business being on. And it's like, well, I can't move from here because technically I would have to go backwards. And you don't want to do that. You, you want to go forward still, but it's like, yeah, but you're not supposed to be standing there. So that wasn't future you, you bargained with, you got there through deceit. And that's why it's really important to just take your time and apply the skills because learning the knowledge 
as I got older, I learned that that's only like 30% of the procedure. 100%. Now you can learn more knowledge and go deeper and wider. So that separates people from each other. But amongst that, then there's application. And even I've learned it where it's like, hey, this should be working and it's not. Well, guess what? It's still your problem. So, <laughs> you know, if that's the hill you died on is, well, I know it now I've got it. Well, it's going to be a tough go. And there's hundreds of examples like this, right? So you have to learn how to apply and by doing that, it's just taking the right steps at the right time. Yeah. <clears throat> Going back to what you said too, Anthony, about surrounding yourself in the right environment with the right people, right? Like I can just reflect on this journey so far. And I mean, the first, when we brought on our, our first coaches and we started growing this team and in, into an actual team and not just basically me coaching people. And it's like, well, why did we do that? Well, because I knew that the impact I want to have, and that that's my goal is to have a a tremendous impact on the industry, not just on X amount of athletes. I can't do that myself. There's no possible way I could get where I need to go by myself. I need people that are, that are motivated and passionate and, and my friends to do it with me. And that's literally what culminated this, this idea of, of growing a team and having a team. And like, since Dylan's come on, I can tell you right now, I've become a better coach and I know damn well he's become a better coach since every single one of the, the coaches have come on in one way or another, I become a better coach and they become a better coach. Right. And now we continue to do that and we move forward. And it's like, at what point is this fucking snowball just about to rip apart every tree on the bottom of the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Just start destroying shit. And it's like, it, it'll happen. It'll happen eventually. And, and that's where that impact comes in and stuff. We just got to all stick with it and ride with each other. And I think that's extremely important. Right. So yeah, no, that's uh, very, very, very valid points there. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And uh, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. You know, I got to learn a lot going to all these different shows and kind of seeing how, you know, it's that's kind of another risk, right? It's like a career risk. I spent a lot of money traveling this year and only having a few athletes myself, but the other ninety-five percent was, you know, Braden's athletes or even some other coaches that I know as athletes, and. I just got to go in and engulf myself and get to meet a bunch of people, you know, create networking opportunities. So it's like, if I was scared to spend that money, cause like, well, it's a waste of time. Well, it depends what you're trying to get out of it. What are you aiming at? Right. Pay attention. Yeah. And, you know, we can always, there's always, there's always value if you, if you know where to look for it, you know, and look at how much, like you said, I'm already a better coach because like, I've learned a lot of things, right. Just getting to ask you questions like, Oh, I see, see, I wouldn't have done that. And I would have been wrong. And, good for me now I know that or hey I thought that too and that's exactly what you're doing good for me right you know either way it's good for me and yeah. you know you're very gracious to kind of let me into it and the athletes have all been very welcoming that I've got to be around so that's also very nice you know it was it was cool man we got to like to me when Pat got his pro card that'll be like a special moment in my career forever I just remember like seeing you get up and I was filming it and just like fuck I was charged like I, I got emotional you know and he was then he, when we went back and seen him you know and I was like oh this is it like th this is all all of the you know short-term associated costs and things of you know joining a team and having all these different structures it's like that right there I knew it's like I'm here for a reason and mm -hmm. this was it this is what I predicted this is the future I wagered with and you just got to keep doing that you know it's fun to see man it's really fun to see yeah, it's funny you say that because I actually was uh, doing some reflecting in my own thoughts because, like, I go back to when Mav won his pro card. I go back to when um, Pat won his pro card and, like, these big wins that we've had and stuff. And it's, like, that feeling is fucking crazy. Yeah. So cool. And then just this past – so, obviously, Cam and I have a pretty good relationship. And, and Cam got an Olympia qualification, his first Olympia qualification here – just last week and then five days later just on friday this week followed it up with another olympia qualification with the same athlete but one two back-to-back -back shows it was much better five days later and i'm just like in my head now it's like wonder what that fucking feels like we gotta find out <laughs> sooner than later we have to find out you know what i mean so it, that just charges me up even more but again i'm somebody who's I like to say he's in my circle and he's fucking succeeding. And, and that pushes me to be better. And as long as we're fucking like just doing that, you know what I mean? Doing that thing, chasing th those feelings and, and what we're after it shit works out. You know, man, that's so interesting. Cause I was talking to, and they, he, he had had one that went kind of 
they had to pull out. I was talking to Justin because Ashley's going to mm-hmm. Olympia and they had a real, you know, that, well, man, what a stuck. that's a cool story. You know, anyway, I, I don't need to re- recall it. She just, yeah, crazy, some, crazy story. She had some issues. She was qualified then, like, I, I believe six weeks before the Olympia had to pull out for some health reasons. And I know to someone who's like, oh, no, no, they were there. They were at the Olympia when they decided right, right. They were at the Olympia. It's hours. Yeah, yeah. This is where I screwed that up. Yeah, yeah. Like right the day before. And yeah. that, that makes it even crazier. You're totally yeah. correct. And, you know, to be an athlete, like, I've never been that as good of an athlete as she and many other people are at anything. But I've done okay in a few things. And I know what it's like to compete at like the top of the places I've been. And I can't imagine being like an absolute hunter and that's all you want. And it's right there and to have to shut it down from the coaching perspective and the athlete, I feel like I have a good theological understanding of it and man, that would be difficult, you know? Like, yeah. so I was talking to him about it and just said like, good, good for you, you know, and good for her. I'd message her. Cause I know her pretty well. She's super nice. <laughs> and then I told him, I said, it makes me happy too. Cause after I got to know you now, shout out to Mr. Mahaley. I said, if you're fucking big ass is doing it, I can do it. 100 percent i've yeah. already decided this in my mind you know like after getting to spend some time with him it's like he's just another man and then seeing Braden do it it's like hey he's just another bearded man yeah. I can, <laughs> and yeah. I, I can certainly do what they're doing you know so yeah. it makes me cool i love seeing my, the people in my circle win it's fun that's the yeah, that was <clears throat> that whole story about justin was crazy man i remember i sent him a, a voice note last year me and too. i said, <laughs> dude like as much as this is going to hurt to hear, and that must have been the hardest decision you guys have ever made. And like they cried, they put a video up on Instagram and stuff because it's like, I can't imagine having to make that decision. Uh-uh. And the maturity that it takes, and the level of care as a fucking coach that it takes to make yeah. that decision one day out of the Mr. Olympia, where that's really? the biggest stage you've ever put somebody on, and you worked so damn hard to get there to say, nope, we're actually not going to do it. And we're here. Like it's not like they just decided not to go, like they were there. Yeah, and they decided, you know what, we we have to pull back for some specific reasons because it just wouldn't be smart to do this. Fuck, that would, that's tough to not break a person, man. Level of respect I have for that, and I obviously already have a huge level of respect for Justin, and we're friends and and whatnot. And but that is fucking beyond words. The level of respect I got for that because it was just so crazy. But same thing to see them do it again and, and punch that ticket again at a super high quality show and now be able to redeem that whole thing and, and make it happen this year is pretty fucking cool and i'm really I'm excited, excited to go I'm very, yeah. excited. <laughs> very excited that i'm going to be there and get to see it so are you two goofers going too i'll be there yeah what about you there mustachio i don't know yet we'll see maybe what do you, mean you don't know yet yeah like, like if you know anything that's one of the things you should know I I, I I gotta look at my PTO and see how much. Hey, well, you know what? You know what? We're gonna make this. You're gonna know right now. <laughs> no, right no, now. no, no, no. I don't. I gotta look at my PTO. I gotta look at my PTO first. You gotta make a decision. Yeah. Come into the. Yeah, you have to be. I've never been. I've never been to Vegas, so. You're not selling yourself into me agreeing with you of waiting to decide. It's like all reasons for pro deciding now decision for you yeah i won't i i can't say i I gotta see my pt it's either it's either go to vegas or i go to canada for a week maybe we can get it maybe we can get it written into your contract yet maybe it's not done yet otherwise it might be part of your no no tony and steven (laughs) you better not be listening to this <laughs> yeah, we need an addendum here on yeah. section four, please. Fuck it, I'll bring my fuck it, I'll bring my work computer and just go. Yeah, hell yeah. Um that's what I'm doing, man. I'm I'm, me too. We can get all we can work beside each other. Yeah. Um, no, I'm actually I'm pretty excited. Um, I had some cool observations this weekend in terms of things, and I just gotta trust my instincts more. And I think this is something that Dylan's ripped upon me into as well already, multiple, multiple times. So are your instincts saying go to the Olympia? <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> they technically are. They're saying you go. Trust that shit. Um, yeah. But it's more so with my coaching things because I'll go and I'll like make these like you'll do like those layout things to post transformations, and I'll do them for like week to week progressions. I'll be like, oh, are they getting fat? Like I like get in my head as a coach. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> and you know what? Now I'm just like. Now I just need to be like, make a decision and go. 
Like yeah. we like we talked about this a lot, and I still struggle with it, just because I've I've pushed people over the limits before, and I've pushed people near their limits, and I know, and so I try to play it a little bit safe. But like we talked about, there's no risk. You don't get the reward if you don't risk something at some point. So you have to understand that. So I'm just learning to now just my first instinct with each client, like like each athlete when I see them in their check in that's the go time. Like there's obviously going to be times to think about different things, but read all the data, what it gives first thought, go with it. Yeah. And then, and then go from there. Um, yeah, so all we need to do all we need to do, Anthony, we just need to, now that you're, you're on this amazing team that Braden has created, we're just going to fill your roster and you won't have to worry about that anymore. Cause your system will just crash completely. You'll have like a two day nervous breakdown. Cause you won't be able to do this. <laughs> any of your clients and then you'll be over it by the weekend it'll be a tough weekend and then you'll just realize that man i gotta just start rolling otherwise i'm drowning in my own yeah, exactly i drown in my own thoughts and as as my own bodybuilding goals it's not what i need to be doing right now and so and as a coach I, I need yep. yeah keep your feet yep. moving Yep. <laughs> all right well, i think that was a good episode the right one and then you fucking make another decision and just keep her fucking rolling yeah hey Braden, once you get in the corner just keep your feet moving yep 100%. <laughs> that's a lucky term yeah head bob. Don't, head bob. Bob. don't let those feet stop moving just keep going that fixed everything in hockey i think every hockey yeah. coach i ever had any problem just keep your feet moving yeah 100%. <laughs> absolutely 100 percent. love it awesome well i think that was a that was a that was a solid episode yeah not gonna lie i'm like not gonna lie i'm pretty sure i zoned out like halfway through because i'm i'm starving right now and i have <laughs> for like four hours so i'm like you better go get some food so i'm on the like i'm, I'm like i caught up on my sleep a little bit so it's like oh shit i still gotta get uh those three meals in fuck <laughs> i gotta get my one you want to know what my last meal is let's hear 50 grams of chicken some lettuce and like 50 grams of blueberries nice sounds bigger than tyler's pre-workout meal right now yeah just like yeah yeah <laughs> a little blueberries i got some carbs yeah carbon yeah. <laughs> up there with well, but you're gonna hate me because i'm having a high carb day today so nope i don't want to hear it nope nope, nope. we don't yeah. need to hear about no, that we'll leave it, we'll leave it at that we'll, just we'll leave it at that we'll leave it at that um if you guys enjoyed this episode as always um go subscribe to the podcast go subscribe to the youtube I've been a little lax today's called the YouTube. So I got to get caught up and release a few episodes on there. Um, that is my fault. Um, but I'll be releasing a few more episodes. So go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please share it on your Instagram, share it with a friend, like, uh, give us a five-star rating and review on Apple and Spotify. Those help greatly. Um, other than that, I think all of us have open. I think we have open. I don't know if Brady does. Brady might not have any, but we're all open. We're all open. We're all open. Um, if you guys are interested in coaching, you guys can go reach out to us. Go to the Miller Elite website. Uh, go sign up if any of us intrigue you or you like our thought patterns because we bring that exact thought pattern to our coaching. So um, you get what what you get on here is what you're going to get as a coach as as a client. So um, yeah. So thank you guys for uh, joining us and uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the Ace Spader Podcast. Thanks, guys. See you guys later.